Book it, Machka. Book it, Crush. Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, Hi-Fi Mike, and today I have your GM's Damone, D-Money Allen. I'm just here living my best life. Prime time, Travi T. Hello. Late night, Keefy Keef. You can't see me. Who's on a tape delay? <laughs> Bad guy, Kenny. Hello there. And this is booking. <laughs> uh, he brought some Tostitos. Yeah, that's a pizza rolls. I'm about to cook them up. I thought you were just going to start like eating them out of the bag. Like, no, frozen. That's, that's wild. It's <laughs> like, <just>, like <laughs> popping them in your that's, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wild. I've done a lot. That's just as bad as eating blue ranch or blue cheese. I mean, that's just as bad as blue cheese. So what you're saying is it's amazing. Nah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, this is Book It. Uh, we are on our final, final, final episode of our first Book It verse, um, and it's gonna be Keith with a- KEW and me with WCW doing our final pay per views. Um, if you haven't listened to the rest of it, go back and listen to it because this will probably confuse you. It's like listening, to, reading the last page of a book, but this one's probably not as good. All right. So, anyways. We're going to go and we're going to start with Keith. That's me. Okay, so I booked us to have SummerSlam. So KEW presents SummerSlam live from... Oh, shit, I forgot to pick a place. Uh... <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't... Pontiac, Michigan, like I did. I wanted somewhere south and like... Okay, we're just or, in Texas. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, we'll go to Fort Lauderdale. All right, so the first match of the night is a number one contender match for the AEW Championship. So it's a number one contender. Uh, it's AJ Styles versus Rusev versus Finn Balor. Uh, so leading up to this, AJ Styles believes he should be the next challenge for the KEW Championship. Uh, Rusev wants a revenge against Randy Orton. And Finn Balor is looking to claim a new title after losing his Gift of the Gods Championship to Kane. Uh Balor and Styles have a friendly rivalry going on, and both are looking to set themselves apart as the true leader of Bullet Club. During the match, Styles and Balor attack Rusev, knocking him out of the ring, and every time he tries to get back in, one or both of them knock him back outside. Uh, Balor and Styles put on a wrestling clinic while Rusev is out on the outside, and the two are fairly civil, about as civil as two of the Bullet Club members can be in a match against each other. Um, Balor goes to hit the ropes and ducks a clothesline from AJ and Balor leaps over the top rope, crashing into Rusev. Uh, as the two get up, AJ springboards off the top rope and hits a 450 splash on both of them. Uh, AJ grabs Balor and throws him into the ring, but Rusev grabs AJ before he can get back in and belly to belly suplexes him on the outside of the ring. Rusev goes to slide in the ring, but is met with a shotgun drop kick from Balor. Finn tries to go for the pin, but Rusev easily kicks out. Finn lifts him up and quickly goes for a 1916 on Rusev, but can't get the big brute up. Rusev lifts Finn up and overhead tosses him across the ring. 
AJ gets up, tries to do a springboard attack on Rusev, but is caught by Rusev, and he hits an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Uh, both Bullet Club members are stacked on the corner, and Rusev takes off, or, in, or they're in opposite corners, and Rusev takes off and hits a backsplash on them. I'm sorry, they're in the same corner, and Rusev runs and takes off at them and hits a backsplash on them in the corner. Uh, AJ falls down and rolls out of the ring. Rusev lifts Finn, sitting him on the top rope. Rusev climbs to the second rope and tries to set Finn up for a superplex, uh, but Finn battles back, and AJ is able to climb back into the ring. And AJ climbs up on Rusev's left side, and Finn makes his way towards his right side, and the two pull Rusev off the turnbuckle, hitting a dual Russian leg sweep from the second rope. Uh, they both crawl over to Rusev and nearly both get a three count, but Rusev is able to kick out. Balor gets to his feet uh, and goes to pick up AJ, but Styles rolls Finn around and locks in a calf crusher. Uh, Finn is frantically trying to reach for the ropes, and as he does, he tries to drag AJ towards the ropes, but cannot pull him. Uh, Finn is about to tap out when Rusev gets him in, gets to him and locks him in an accolade. So Finn is about to tap when AJ releases the calf crusher to hit AJ or to hit Rusev and break up the submission. Finn rolls to the apron as Rusev and Styles get to their feet. They start to square off in the ring, and AJ does his strike combo where he's like chopping at him and the backhand chops him, and then uh, hit the Pele kick. Um, all three men are down. AJ crawls to the apron adjacent to Finn and stands at the ready to hit a phenomenal forearm. Rusev gets to his feet first as AJ leaps up to the top rope and springboards off. He lands a forearm on Rusev and goes for the cover, but before he can hit three, Finn hits a coup de gras on both men and goes to pin Rusev and gets the one, two, three, and is the new number one contender for the KEW championship. Wait, say who won again? Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Okay. Okay. Um, I can go first. I'm going to give you a four. So I think it would be a good match, but I think the wrong man won. I feel like Rusev should have won. Um, I also the issue I have with Finn winning is we just watched him pretty much just get murked by <laughs> Kane a, a couple or a pay per view or a couple pay per views ago, and now he's the number one contender. So yeah, we don't know the timeline, right? I mean, there's been a little can't. bit of time, but not like it's been a few months, right? So that's so, time to come back on a. Yeah, yeah, but still, I still think that the wrong man won, so I'll give you a four, though. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just give you a four. I thought it was great. I think the right man won. 4.5. Bet. You got 4.5? Yeah. I'm going to give you a 3.5 because I don't know that these two would have that great of a match or that great of a build, to be honest with you. You mean three? That's why I said yeah. three point five. No, there's three people in the match. Oh, you said these two. Mm-hmm. I must have missed that part. I was talking about Rusev and Finn Balor. <laughs> Who's doing the phenomenal? Who's the third? Who's the third? Oh, AJ. Okay, okay. Honestly, that bumps it up to a four. The AJ can do yes. everything that those two can't. <laughs> so Travis blanked out during that whole thing. <laughs> The whole Pele part and the combo. I must have missed. I must have missed all the AJ spots for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And that was the best part for real. Um, I'm going with a four as well. 
I, I don't I don't think the the wrong man. I think Finn Balor should have won in this case. But yeah, I'm just I don't know. Only reason I'm taking the a point off is because I just don't feel like Rusev fits in this match. I feel like he slows slows the match down a lot. It's kind of what I it. thought that the other two would be like so fast paced, and him being the brute would only be, like he'd get a he only had a little bit of the match because most of it he was getting knocked out to the outside. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I feel you. Cool. So the next match is a steel cage match with Brian Cage versus Brock Lesnar. So this match is billed as the Beast versus the Machine. After capital punishment, uh, when Brian Cage attacked Brock Lesnar after his match and beat him down and blew snot on him, uh, Lesnar wants to fight. Um, Stephanie makes the match for Dynamite, and the match ends in both competitors being disqualified by the ref's count. Uh, Neither cares. They just keep fighting their way to the back. Just keep fighting and fighting. Uh, they're trading blows and fighting all the way through the arena and officials and security and some other roster even try to uh, break them up and separate them. Uh, and once they finally do, Stephanie decides that since this match was a no contest, the two need to have a decisive winner and that the only choice that she has to make is a reinforced steel cage match so that neither of them can go into the crowd or have to, like they were fighting officials and shit. So... Um, only the competitors are going to be allowed in the ring. Uh, there will be three referees on the outside and their only job is to count the pinfall or record the submission. Um, let's see. They both make their way down to the ring and the match starts and the two monsters tangle up and start to like thrash about and manhandle each other. Like they're locked in like, uh, the collar and elbow tie up and they're just like throwing each other like against the cage and like bashing each other into the cage while they're locked up. Um, some of the spots of the match include uh, Lesnar just slamming Cage into the cage because I thought the alliteration was fun there. <laughs> uh, cage slams Brock to the mat with a like big spine buster where he like lifts him up, kind of like Bobby Lashley does, where he picks him up with one arm and slams him down. Uh, let's see. Lesnar German suplexes Cage, to which Cage rolls through and lands on his feet and goes up and hits his own German suplex onto Lesnar. Um, Wait, say that thought again? So Lesnar goes to German suplex Cage, Brian Cage. Brian Cage rolls through it and lands on his feet. Like he gets the suplex. Like you ever see when Braun Strowman took the German suplex from Brock and like landed on back on his feet? Yeah. So it's like that. A little more graceful because Brian Cage is a little more graceful than Braun Strowman. <laughs> but yeah. then afterward, he just goes up and grabs Lesnar and does his own German suplex. I heard something. Told uh, I thought you said he superplexed him, and then he rolled out the superplex and turned into a German suplex. That's what I thought I heard. That's why I was like, what did you do that? <laughs> uh, Cage hit, goes to hit a drill call, a drill claw driver um, that Lesnar just barely is able to kick out of. Uh, the finish comes when Cage is attempting to climb to the top of the cage to jump down on Brock. And Brock is able to get up and climb to the cage to meet him. They fight atop the cage. There's like enough space for them to be like up there. Um, fight atop the cage in the corner and Lesnar gets a good shot in, but Cage kicks his foot and Lesnar is straddled on the top of the cage. 
Brian Cage climbs down to the top rope, grabs Brock, and sets him up for another drill claw from the top rope, or from the top, like he's straddled on top of the cage. So he pulls him down from the top of the cage, nails another drill claw driver from the top rope, and both men are down as Cage crawls and over and covers Brock Lesnar, getting the pinfall victory. What's the drill claw driver again? It's like a, it's almost like a Michinoku driver, but he like holds you up for a second. Okay. Um, think of like a suplex that turns into a pal driver. Okay. So I'm going to give you a three. And a lot of that, I mean, I'll be honest, is probably is mostly the build. I don't think this would be a great match. Um, I feel like this is um, the same issue that I have with a Brock versus like Bobby Lashley match. I don't, I just don't like. The, I think their styles would clash too much, and I'm not a huge Brian Cage fan as it is. Um, so I'm going to give you a three. Okay. So I just want to say because he's not here when he listens to this, I want to see <laughs> if I'm right or not. John is going to give this a 0.5. <laughs> he is going no, to give it the lowest rating he possibly can because Brock Lesnar and I, he would hate this match. He but might Brock give Lesnar lost, but Brock Lesnar right, lost. Brock Lesnar lost but I feel like he, would, he might give it 0.75 <laughs> highest, but there's no way he gives this match to other. I mean, the no, fact he, that he lost is one thing, but I think he's going to hate this match. He either gives it a five or a point five. Like I don't think there's an in between. <laughs> he's not giving it a five. I guarantee he's not giving it a five. If he gives it anything higher than a one, I'll be shocked. Um, all right, Damn. but for me, I also didn't like it. I'm giving it a two point five. I I, <laughs> I don't understand. I like I understand the reason you gave for it to be in a cage, but I don't want to see this in a cage at all. I would probably watch it in a hell in the cell, but I wouldn't watch it in a cage match. Oh, so you had a you missed the chance to have Brock hit an F five off the top of the cage. Agreed. But that would have been the finish. You're trying to kill him. <laughs> right. He'll <laughs> uh, be okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, Are you going next? You want to go next? You can go next. Um. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was – I mean, these are two big guys. I'm not really a fan of two behemoths going at it like that, but it wasn't terrible. I'll give it, I'll give it a 3.5. I personally – I'm nothing against them because it just depends on the spots to me um, and the buildup. I think I wasn't too excited about the actual – the story didn't draw me in like that to be excited for this match. So that's why I gave it a 3.5. So you get my reason why I gave it that low rating. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it... I, I like the... I don't like the matchup because I don't like Brian Cage. I think the wrong person won. I think Brock Lesnar should have smashed him. Um, I'm going to give you a 3. Okay. Because I think you did good with what you had. It was just... I don't like Brian Cage in this. <laughs> so I don't like Cage matches ending in the ring. I like escape. Yeah, escape. Well, only. I couldn't think of a way to like because if you're escaping a cage, you're running away essentially, and I couldn't see either of them. I feel like what you should have did was maybe 
because they're so big, you could have broke a, a side of the cage to show off their strength. Uh, yeah. And they probably have somebody walk out that also, way. Or just something like not, that. Not had a cage match. Right. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, just, again, I'm just saying what he did. If you want to see a cage match between two behemoths, maybe end it like that instead. I'd like okay. to see it in a cell. I'd be okay with it in a cell. I feel like there's more to do, do more. Kenny has a cell. Well, yeah, I can can't use the cell. You can, <laughs> can't use the name hell of a cell. I'll just steal it. <laughs> we've already. We've it's already a giant discussed. cage that's 19 feet around the ring. <laughs> it's a dome. It's a dome. It is, right. You got to make it just slightly different. No call hell in the cell. It looks like a giant colander. <laughs> Do you have, don't you have like the Tower of Doom or whatever it is? Uh, yeah, but we just had one of those. Yeah, it so do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, everybody vote or rank? Uh, yeah, wait, yeah. real quick. If you don't mind me asking, how many matches do you have? I had Why two, three, four, five. You're still making up your storylines. I had to start figure out how much time we had. No, I got mine actually done. <laughs> I finished it today. I have seven seven together. Seven. Okay, that's fine. All right. So the next match is KEW's first and only crossover match. Uh, it'll be the Lucha Bros versus the Briscoes in a rematch from Travis. What was your pay per view that they wrestled? Um, was it Royal Rumble? Yes. Okay. So, okay. Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. I don't know. To be honest with you, I have no idea. Wouldn't it be okay. Starcade? It might have been Starcade. Maybe. So, it was the Lucha Bros the- versus who? Uh, the Briscoes. Exactly what it was. The Briscoes. The, the Briscoes. Yeah. It was probably Starcade. Cool. So after their match competing for the WCW Tag Team Championships, the Lucha Bros have a match on Dynamite uh, when none other than the Briscoes are seen walking through the crowd. Uh, this creates a commotion, temporarily distracts the Lucha Bros, um, but they're still able to pick up the win. Uh, after the match, Pentagon and Mark Briscoe start bickering back and forth, and the two teams start getting heated, and the referee tries to step in, and he waves for more security. Um, but as he does, the teams start to shove each other, and then security arrives and separates them and gets them all pulled apart. Um, then the following week, I assume, Travis, you have SmackDown? Yep. Uh, we have SmackDown and Raw and NXT. Cool. I also assumed that the Briscoes would be on SmackDown. So let's see. On the next episode of SmackDown, Lucha Bros return the favor and show up with front row tickets. Uh, The Briscoes are able to still secure the win and then take to the mic after the match. And they say, that's right. That's right. The Briscoe boys still get the job done. That's why... <laughs> I say, I say, I say. <laughs> right, let him finish. That's why this right here is the greatest tag team in any promotion. Better than those super kicking dorks named after the worst member of G Unit. Better than those D list celebrity wannabes. Better than the brothers with the brother brothers. We are damn sure better than the Lucha Putas over there. Mmm. Pucha puta. Pucha puta. <laughs> Ew. Uh, it's, like, it's like a Pokemon. Oh, no, Mucha mm. Mucha. Mucha puta. 
<clears throat> An infuriated Lucha Brothers go to hop the barrier, but a group of security tries or gets in front of them and stops them. Uh, Lucha Bros start swinging at security, and the Briscoes climb out of the ring, and both teams start brawling. Paul Heyman comes out to the stage and orders more security out from the back, and they are able to separate the two teams. Security pool start putting the Lucha Bros in handcuffs as Paul orders that they are arrested as tried as trespassing. Uh, the fleet of security guards escort the Lucha Bros out of the arena, and the following week on Dynamite, Lucha Bros are called into Stephanie McMahon's office. Uh, Stephanie tells them, while I do not condone your actions, I can certainly appreciate your desire to prove that KEW has the best tag teams on the planet. That's why, after much deliberation with Paul Heyman, I've decided to grant the Briscoes a 24-hour contract with KEW and have you booked against them in a match at SummerSlam. Uh, so the go-home show before SummerSlam, Stephanie invites the Briscoes and Paul Heyman to Dynamite to sign their 24-hour contracts. Uh, there's a security team surrounding the ring to keep the Lucha Bros away. And after the contract is signed, the Briscoes grab the mics and go to start a cut, to cut a promo, but are they interrupted by the Lucha Bros on the Megatron. The Lucha Bros are in the parking lot, standing by what looks to be Jay Briscoe's lifted pickup truck. The window is smashed and Pentagon has hotwired the truck and has a brick holding down the accelerator with the steer with the tire squealing. <laughs> Ray Phoenix looks at the camera and says, Ahora quien es la puta? Who's the bitch now? And Pentagon releases the parking brake and the truck goes speeding off the side of the parking lot into the ocean. Are there subtitles when he says this? No. <laughs> we can show subtitles on the replay. <laughs> how, wait, how is it going? How is it going into the ocean? Like, how close to the like, are beach. you? It's it's a stadium on the bay, <laughs> an arena on the bay. <laughs> so, the parking lot uh, is a beach. <laughs> yeah. So at SummerSlam, the Lucha Bros make their entrance first. Uh, they come riding in on a blacked-out El Camino. And the engine roars as they pull into the ring. And next, the Briscoe's music plays. And the Briscoe brothers drive into the arena in Jay's lifted truck. Water still dripping from the frame with seaweed hanging off the side of the mirrors and the bumper. <laughs> um, let's see. Both teams stand in the ring and start talking smack to each other from each corner. As Greg Hamil Hamilton goes to make their introductions, uh, the teams do not wait and they start throwing blows back and forth. The ref rings the bell, and the two teams brawl, and the fight, the fight spills out of the ring. Uh, other referees come down from the back and establish some order and separate the teams, getting into their corners. Order is finally restored, and the teams take to their corners, with Jay and Pentagon stepping into the ring first to face off. And the whole time, they're still talking smack back and forth. Uh, Lucha Bros try to speed things up using their agility and quickness while the Briscoes play to their strengths and strength and power game. And the Briscoes are playing kind of the heel role where they're grounding them with headlocks and wrist locks. Um, they're using like some, and they're using like dirty tag team tactics where they're like trapping an opponent in one corner and you can use frequent tags for two on one advantage. Um, then they do the thing where they like taunt the, taunt the other guy and get him to come in the ring and, and beat up on the other the legal man while he's distracted. Um, let's see. Spots of the match include 
Uh, Ray Phoenix running across the ropes, kicking Jay in the face, and then diving outside of the ring onto Mark. The Briscoes hitting a spike pile driver onto Pentagon on the outside of the ring. Pentagon later has Dre- Jay draped over the bottom rope, and he curb stomps him on the edge of the ring. Uh, the finish happens when we see Pentagon and Ray set up for the finisher on Jay. Penta has him in a po- package pile driver, but Jay tries to reverse it and back body drop him. However, Penta uses his momentum and reverses his reversal and uses the momentum to hit a Mexican destroyer. However, this catapults Jay into the turnbuckle, knocking Phoenix off into the floor below. Rides into the ring and hits Pentagon in the back of the head with his knee. Mark smacks his brother alive in the corner, like just smack, get it together. Let's go. Uh, he picks up Pentagon and sets him on his shoulder for a doomsday device. And Jay jumps off the top rope, clotheslines him down. And then Mark goes for the pin as Jay blocks Phoenix from getting into the ring and breaking up the pin. And the Briscoes beat the Lucha Brothers. So I'll start. I never had the Briscoes face the Lucha Brothers. You didn't? Nope, because they I only did four pay-per-views. They did a trilogy with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and then they fought Roman Reigns. I thought they fought in the tag team tournament on your nope. last show. I didn't have a tag team tournament on my last show. It was on his first show of the tag team. No, tournament. he's yeah. talking about your when you had Yeah, the I didn't use I didn't use Lucha Brothers. Oh, um, the WWE WCW oh, match. Yeah, probably you used like every tag. The Briscoe, team <laughs> Lucha Brothers were there, but Briscoes were not. Briscoes were not in that. I thought they were because I didn't. I didn't book any well, of my it, teams that were actually doing it. But oh, okay, you could say they were on. A, that, it was right. on a throwback, throwaway. Sure. Paper. I just wanted to put that out there for the crowd. Um, I ain't booked that shit. I was gonna you know credit, someone forced so to book it so. Because you know someone was going to go and tweet at us and tell us where we were wrong. Exactly. Yeah, like they always do. <laughs> They're always tweeting at us at Book It T13 on Twitter. <laughs> on the Twitters. They're always tagging at Primetime Travy T with one V. All right. On Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a 4.5. I think this is going to be a, a bomb match. I think they hit. Honestly, nope. I'm not doing it. I'm going to put I'm going to give you a 5. I'm not I'm not going to penalize. Hey. There we go. Okay, I'll go next. I'm going to give you a 4.5. The only Why? reason I'm taking off that 0.5 is for the seaweed thing. Because I feel <laughs> like this is, this is a serious, like, I feel like this is supposed to be, like, a serious, like, storyline. And that's just fucking goofy, and I don't see the Briscoes doing that. So I'm going to take off. I'm, that's the only reason I'm taking off the 0.5. Outside of that, I think it's a really good match. I think it's good story. Um, but, yeah. Four point five. I right. I just one of those like we've talked about before. If you're gonna go serious, go serious. If you're gonna go goofy, go fully goofy. Yeah, I thought it would be because I mean, seeing Briscoe or seeing another tag team in another company would be like exciting for people. So seeing them be a little bit like because I mean, bringing the the truck in general is kind of silly, right? <laughs> right. Plus, it's like a week later. Why is it still got water on it? <laughs> Right. <laughs> but I feel you. I got you. Uh, I'm going to go four for the same reasons the bone said. No, I'm, yeah. I'm going 4.5. Um, I think that's the only negative as well. 
I think the the way you set up the match was this. I feel like I was more excited about this match than I was your Brock Lesnar and, and Brian Cage match. And what it should have been the other way around, I felt like. Especially when you have two big guys going at it. But yeah, I was really excited about this match, and I think you did a good job on this one. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Mike. What's up yeah. with that fifty cents? Everyone else did four fifty. Fine, you have four. four hey. <laughs> 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 All right. So the next match is the Gift of the Gods Championship match, and it is contested in Hell's Playground. So if you remember, that's what's like the thorns around the ropes, and like basically like a monster's ball, but not monster's ball because that's plagiarism. And who'd you say was in this match? Uh, it is going to be Kane as the Gift of the Gods champion with Alexa Bliss at his side versus John Moxley. One more time. Kane with Alexa Bliss by his side versus John Moxley. Why did you say with Alexa Bliss? That's nasty. Because <laughs> Alexa, remember, Alexa Bliss is like, pretty much Kane is his bray. So, right, Alexa well, because last That's time nasty. I said with Alexa Bliss, you guys thought it was a triple threat match. No, I think it's because you didn't say with. No, you, you didn't. Said. You said you were like against Kane and Alexa Bliss. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm you thinking put, like, you Alexa Bliss random like, on the fucking. Hi, mom. Hey, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Uh, I waved. He, he, he pressed random on GM mode, and that's what he got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, go for it. So, um, after narrowly escaping the boiler room and being kidnapped by Bliss and Kane, Moxley is finally medically cleared and wants to fight. He calls out the Gift of the Gods champion, and uh, who's beating on or beating anyone that'll challenge him or that's you know dumb enough to challenge him. Right now, Kane's like the big monster. Um. Moxley calls out Kane, only to be answered by Alexa Bliss. Week after week, she toys with Moxley, telling him if he's come to play, then they can play. But if he's come for the Gift of the Gods title, then he'll have to go through hell for it. And this is where we set up the Hell's Playground match. Uh, the ring is surrounded by all sorts of weaponry, including tables with glass planes on, panes on them, uh, matches and lighter fluid, chains, thumbtacks, a sword, trap baking sheets, staple gun, etc. Uh, Moxley makes his entrance first, making his way into the ring from the crowd. Kane enters next with Alexa Bliss, and the match starts off with Moxley trying to go right at Kane, uh, but Kane's far too powerful for him. Um, some of the spots include uh, Moxley getting busted open when Kane le levels him with a chair, uh, Kane grabs a bag of thumbtacks and spreads them in the in the corner of the ring. He grabs Moxley and tries to choke slam him onto the thumbtacks, but Moxley low blows Kane and slips away. Uh, Moxley beats Kane down with baking sheets of trash cans. He Moxley goes under the ring and pulls out a straight jacket and is able to lock Kane in the straight jacket. Uh, he starts beating on Kane with kendo sticks and ball bats and even tries to swing at him with a sword, but misses and hits the rope and like. Fucks it all up. Um, He's doing all this while in a straight jacket? Yeah, while well, Kane is locked in a straight jacket. Okay. Uh, Moxley looks out of the ring and sees a table with lighter fluid and matches. He slides out, grabs the lighter fluid, and sprays it all over the table. And as he goes for the matches, Alexa Bliss 
uh, tries to get involved and hits Moxley with a kendo stick, but it really has no effect on him. Um, it distracts him, and Moxley grabs Bliss and looks towards the thumbtacks in the ring. Uh, he drags Bliss into the ring and sets up for a paradigm shift on the tacks, but before he can, Kane sits up, still in the straitjacket, and Moxley quickly tosses Bliss aside and hits Kane with a chair in the face, busting Kane open. Mm. Um, but after he does, Alexa Bliss low blow kicks Moxley and shoves him out outside of the ring through the ropes. Bliss helps Kane up and unlocks the straitjacket. Uh, Kane slides out of the ring and grabs Moxley and choke slams him through the table with the glass on it. Um, as Alexa Bliss laughs and taunts Moxley while he's down, when from the crowd we see Renee Young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Renee Young hops the guardrail and pounces on Alexa Bliss, uh, throwing her over the railing to the floor. But Renee is quickly grabbed by Kane. Kane drags Renee over to the table covered in lighter fluid, lights the match, and drops it on the table, setting it ablaze. Just as Kane lifts Renee up to slam her on the table, Moxley is able to get back into the ring and pull Renee into the ring and out of Kane's hands. Uh, With Renee safe, Moxley dives out of the ring, Onto Kane, and both men crash to the flaming table. Uh, Renee Young is in the ring, mortified. Uh, when from behind her, we see Alexa Bliss stand up from under the ring. She sneaks into the ring and nails Renee with a kendo stick to the back and starts wailing on her in her ring. Um, as Moxley begins to get up, uh, Moxley drags himself into the ring and shoves Bliss away as he covers Renee, covers up Renee with his body. But Bliss doesn't care and continues to whack away with the kendo stick. Meanwhile, Kane has climbed back to his feet and into the ring. He grabs Moxley and lifts him to his feet. Kane snatches Moxley by the throat, takes him over to the thumbtacks, and choke slams him on the back, or goes to choke slam him on the thumbtacks. But Moxley is able to gouge at Kane's eyes and, ex- and escape. Moxley quickly grabs Kane and plants him with a paradigm shift DDT onto the thumbtacks. He goes for the pin. But Alexa Bliss levels him with a kendo stick again. Renee Young is able to get up and grabs Bliss and hits her with a paradigm shift onto the thumbtacks as well. With Kane and Bliss both down, the Moxleys start removing the ring padding. Renee unties the side of the pat of the ropes or of the uh, the turnbuckle. No, the um the mat. So they're taking they're pulling oh. up the mats. Um, exposing, oh, okay. Never yeah, the canvas, exposing the wood. Moxley tries to pick up Kane and go for another paradigm shift, but Kane snatches Moxley by the throat and immediately chokes him, choke slams him onto the boards. Kane looks to Renee and then stands Moxley back up and sets him up for a tombstone on the wood, and then pins him for the one, two, three. Wait, who got the dub? Kane. Kane. Okay. After tombstoning right. Moxley on the on the wood planks, I'll say this. Um, I'll start with this one. Honestly, I'm giving this a five. And the only thing I was worried about in this match was the straight jacket spot. What are you gonna do with that? But then you made it work. So and it made me feel for Kane when I thought I wouldn't. It made me want to want him to win at this point. And yeah, so I'm going I'm going with the five. I think you set up perfectly. The match was the match was perfect. The spots was perfect. Yeah, so you got a five for me. Hey, thanks, Kenny. Yes, sir. I'll You're also welcome. give you a five for the same reasons. 
Okay, so oh, I have my. just one question. I missed part of that. Was Kane the face and Moxley was the heel? Time Kane has not has been uh, the heel. Like they kidnapped Moxley, um, and has been like a Kane's been a monster throughout KEW. Like nobody wants to challenge him, and the ones that do like end up getting like destroyed. So he's the heel and Moxley's the face. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to give you a four. Because that's how I took the match, too. And I think Moxley should have won. If Moxley would have won, it probably would have been a five. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a... I'm stuck between two. I'm going to give you... I'm going to be nice and I'm going to give you a four. Mm. I said between a 3.5 and a four. <clears throat> I don't like the Renee stuff necessarily <laughs> i also i do have an issue with the alignment thing where like the like the um like where kenny was saying it made him feel sympathy for kane when we were not supposed to feel sympathy for kane so yeah i didn't quite expect for, that for we're supposed to feel sympathy for um i almost called them dean moxley uh, like I said, I don't really care for the Renee stuff. Also, I didn't like the spot where you had Renee like getting caned and Moxley got on top of her to take the caning. Why doesn't he just take out Alexa? <laughs> you gotta make a lit. I mean, and then on top of that, the thing too, like he he made Alexa Bliss take a fucking paradigm shipped on top of some thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was actually okay with that. Part like I just don't feel like oh, oh now it's okay Renee. to beat up on women. <laughs> now it's okay to beat up on women on the but show. Renee Young did when it. I had to get her ass beat. All of a sudden it was wrong. <laughs> I, I, Renee I Young some, did the I paradise. watched some Ike Turner this weekend. So like <laughs> 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 that's some this cake is good. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna give you a four. I just All don't right. necessarily like the Renee stuff. And I'm not huge on either. Like I like Kane, and I, I kind of like, I like Dean Ambrose more than I like Moxley. But I'll give you a four. Gotcha. Okay. Still some good numbers. I like it. Okay. So after that, there's you know some commercials, and we give time for the ring crew to like clean up the mess. Um, and we show a promo for the next match, which is the tag team championship match between Cody Rhodes and EC3 of Evolution versus a... I'm not going to tell you yet. All right. That's the name of the group? That's a weird group. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> name. <laughs> I forgot. I, for, I didn't want to say who it was against. Um, so for weeks, Cody, and Rhodes, Cody Rhodes and EC3 have ducked and dodged defending their championships uh, on a their KEW Dynamite. Uh, they've used excuses like uh, their flights were canceled. They were stuck in traffic. They've hey, fake that's, hey, 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 hey. That's that's plagiarism, sir. What only only I'm allowed to book people having their flights canceled or missing their flights. <laughs> You'll Sorry, be talking to my lawyers. They missed their train. <laughs> um, train. They faked injuries. Um, all this to avoid uh, defending their championships. Uh, this goes on for weeks until demands that they defend their titles in an open challenge, or he will be forced to strip them of their titles. Uh, 
Cody whispers to EC3, and the two agree to defend their titles, but only if it's at SummerSlam. Later in a backstage report, our backstage reporter is interviewing Cody and EC3, and Cody says he's not worried about the open challenge and that he's sure he can find some deserving local talent that are willing to answer the call. Uh, so at SummerSlam, EC3 and Cody make their way down to the ring and take to the mic and ask the announcer to bring out their opponent. However, instead of a local talent, Dance Away by Dan Valentine's plays on this, and on the stage we see Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly otherwise known as Red Dragon, make their way down the ramp. <clears throat> the match starts with Cody and O'Reilly, and they're both very technical. They're wrestling technical uh, in the ring and kind of counter for countering, like arm holds and drags and things like that. Uh, let's see. Fish and O'Reilly are showing off their expert tag team skills by making quick tags and focusing on Cody's leg. Uh, some spots of the move of the match include Cody going for a disaster disaster kick, only for Bobby Fish to catch his leg and trap him in a leg lock. Uh, Red Dragon going for a double suplex on EC3, only for him to counter and suplex uh, both of them. Fish and O'Reilly locking in locking Evolution in dual leg submissions. Cody hitting Fish with a crossroads on the steel ramp. EC3 body pressing O'Reilly over his head and out of the ring to the floor. Um, at one point in the match, Cody and EC3 grab the titles and go to leave the arena, only for Fish and O'Reilly to chase after them. Uh, they attack Cody, and EC3 turns and clotheslines both of them. He picks up O'Reilly and goes for a gorilla press, but Fish kicks his chest and O'Reilly drops to his drops to his O'Reilly drops down to his feet. Uh, the two start leveling Carter with kicks to the chest, and they almost have him down when they hear Cody whistle at them. Cody is on top of the entryway of the arena, and he jumps down and comes crashing down on the pile of bodies, taking everyone out. Uh, referee checks on all the competitors and gets back into the ring and begins to count to ten. The teams crawl their way back to the ring, and the two legal men are just barely able to get in before the ten count. Uh, Red Dragon begin to build momentum, and it looks like they're setting up for their finisher. Cody dodges, and EC3 slides one of the titles into Cody and tries to distract the ref. Cody goes to hit Fish with the belt, but Fish ducks. Uh, Bobby Fish and O'Reilly hit Cody with a combination of kicks and nail their finisher on him. Uh, O'Reilly goes for the pin, but EC3 is able to bulldoze Fish into the pin attempt, <laughs> breaking it up. EC3 drags Cody from their corner and tags himself in, uh, picking up O'Reilly and goes to set him up for his finisher, the one percenter. He has O'Reilly set up on his shoulder and nails the one percenter in the middle of the ring, and Bobby Fish is able to break up the pin as Cody goes to swing another tag, the other tag team champion, at him. Bobby Fish ducks, and Cody drops the second title, and the referee goes to pick it up. Uh, as he goes to hand it to the timekeeper, bam! EC3 levels Kyle O'Reilly with the with the original tag team title that they slid into the ring. And Cody's tackles Fish out of the ring, and EC3 covers Kyle and Evolution re retain their championships. Hmm. Did you have Cody? Where did Cody jump from? What? Like, you had him jump on, like, them, right? Like, we, we, the whistle spot. Oh, yeah. From like, so you know, when you walk into, like, if you're a fan and you walk into the arena and there's like the little 
They're the big awning where the teams come out and stuff. Yeah. From there. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a five. Um, I think it would be a really good match, and I like that they won with heel shit. So, Bam. Thank you. Kenny, okay. do you want to go? Yeah, I don't Travis is um, trying, but I can't tell. Uh, I don't want to sound like a hater or like that. I, I personally didn't wasn't drawn into the the match story wise, because the the surprise didn't really move me, and then the actual match was cool, but I was only going three point five. Okay, I'm going five for the same reasons the mom said. I mean, I'm I like the ending. Go, I'm going to go 5 2 because I agree with Devon and Travis. Ooh, here we go. Hill shit would all, will always get you more. Like, you probably wouldn't have got, would have gotten like a 4.5, but Hill shit got you the extra 0. 0.5. I was, <laughs> I was pretty tempted to let, to have uh, a Red Dragon win just because I wasn't sure what we're going to do next. And I figured like a free agent having a tag team championship would be. Interesting. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're doing. I think we're wiping slate, slate clean. But got you. And doing some other shit, and then come doing something else. Got you. Got you. Um. So the next match is for the AEW Championship, uh, and it's Randy Orton versus Finn Balor. This is, is the main event? event. This is not the main event. This is the penultimate. Okay. All right. Say who's playing again one more time. Uh, Randy Orton versus Finn Balor. So Finn Balor's fighting twice. Yes. Mm. Y'all be tired <laughs> people duty. out, man. <laughs> so, By the way, it's penultimate. You guys keep saying penultimate. It's penultimate. 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 It, it, it's I don't say co-main event every time. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Randy Orton and Pat McAfee go to Finn Balor's locker room to, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, congratulate him on becoming the new number one contender. However, Orton and Pat McAfee are both very condescending and tell him to enjoy his time near the top because after he beats, after Orton beats him, it's back to the bottom of the list for Balor. Uh, Orton is right up in Balor's face and says that Balor couldn't hang with him on his best day, let alone after he's already competed that night. Mm. Balor stands up and smiles at Orton, and Balor tells him he has enough in the tank to beat him and take that KEW championship from him. Uh, McAfee and Orton go to leave the room, as and as they leave, Balor murmurs to himself, little does he know, I've got my own voices in my head. <laughs> uh, so that was like, I don't know, a match or two after the the first match. So uh, later for the match, Randy Orton makes his entrance with McAfee coming out right behind him. Um, as he's like still up in posing in the corner, uh, the lights go out and a thick cloud of red smoke fills the entranceway. From the smoke, we see a figure crawling out from the shadows. The figure rises, and we see that it's Finn Balor in demon form. Uh, Orton and McAfee are visibly distraught and frightened. The match starts, and Balor is hot out of the gate, and shotgun drop kicks Orton into the corner. 
however, Orton's still on his feet, and Balor quickly gets up and runs back to his corner, sprints at Orton, and drop kicks him again. Uh, Orton's still on his feet, and Balor snatches him up, lifts him, and plants him with a 1916. Balor goes for the pin, and Orton just kicks out at two. Uh, Balor is aggressive with his attack, kicking and stomping on Orton. McAfee tries to get in onto the apron, but is blasted off the apron and into the barricade. Balor sprints back over to Orton and hits a sling blade, driving Orton down into the mat. Orton is completely discombobulated and down. And down. Uh, I'll write the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Orton is down on the mat completely discombobulated Uh, he can't figure out where Finn's striking from next Finn circles around him and uh, drop kicks Orton back into the corner again this time Orton's neck snaps back and hits the turnbuckle and he falls to the ground Orton quickly or sorry Balor quickly climbs out of the ring onto the top rope and hits a coup de grace right in the middle of Orton's chest and pins him one, two, three, winning the KEW championship. I have a quick question before we start um, rating. When he when he's in demon form, I, I prefer demon form by the way. But does does it do anything to him like strength wise? Does it make him stronger, or does it just a look change? It's supposed to make him like superhuman. Okay. Okay. Almost like it's supposed to be like he's possessed or like channeling a demon. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, supposed to be I've like how like, like I've never seen a build up to him doing that. I've only just seen actual matches with him dressed up like this. So I never knew if this is like a power change or if he's like more determined when he's like that, or it's like oh he doesn't look as a demon. Form. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, undefeated. Yeah, okay. it's supposed to be like how normal Bray versus the fiend. Yeah. I mean, I don't I'll know. go first. Um, I don't like this match. I don't like <laughs> I don't like I think Finn regular Finn Balor versus Randy Orton would be much better. I don't like Randy Orton getting basically squashed. I I just don't like it. I don't like that he squashed him after already wrestling a match. <laughs> also, I feel like you're doing too much b- what goes bump into the night stuff. Um I got a lot of spooky spooks. Yeah. Spooky kids. Not everybody, not everybody has to be the monster under the bed. Like there can be just <laughs> regular guys wrestling. Um, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a, a two. Mm. I didn't like this. <laughs> did I say that already? Yeah, you did. I'm gonna go. Um I wasn't gonna go that harsh. I was gonna just go a 3.5. Um, I don't like the fact that he's wrestling again, especially when you have other talent on your on your roster, or if you if or if you just want to dip into the free agency. I feel like you could have done that with or him. Just and borrow and, a, a guy from my roster. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying he could have used somebody else. He has a full roster, his free agency, and he has other rosters to you know to grab from. I, I don't. That's why I feel like we shouldn't have to have people do two matches. And I think especially with him. So he he lost the uh the one didn't he the first no, he one won. he won the, the gift of the gods championship yeah you're right you're right you're right he did win he did win mm. yeah he beat yeah. he beat AJ Styles and Rusev 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's another thing too. Like you would think, if anything, he would use it for that match because he's going against two people, or at least I would. I'd be like, you know what, I'm about to go against two people. I might need to transform <laughs> <laughs> this time. But I don't know. So I'm just going. I'm just going over to three point five. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love you it could, either. You could take it that like he can't control when he transforms, like the demon just takes over. Mm. Kind of like with Naruto, like how when he's early yeah, but he was with the nine tails. <laughs> I mean, maybe that maybe just Randy Orton getting in his face and everything triggered the demon. And the demon came out. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he, has, he doesn't have control over it yet. I'm also gonna go three five. Same same reason. I agree with Kenny. See, I completely disagree with both of them, all of these people. <laughs> I actually like the whole demon thing, and I think it makes sense because he's wrestling twice in one night that he would <laughs> that he would transform into the demon because he knows normal Finn isn't going to be enough to get the job done because he's so worn down from the first match. Uh, Travis so, had me convinced that he, that it, he got triggered, so so yeah. he, goes, <laughs> so he goes into the demon form because he he has to because he's desperate. So. Um, I actually like that a lot. I'm actually going to give you a five. And I I like the fact for the story that you had Finn ba- essentially bury Randy, but I think you can go different places with it. You could have Randy say, I was, I was supposed to face Finn, not the demon. And you could do a thing where like Finn's not, it, the next match has to be with normal Finn. I think you can just go different places with it. So I'm going to give you a five. Hold on, Finn screwed. You, you said you said you said you gave him a five, like two <laughs> yeah. plus three, like one plus four. Yes, like three point five plus one point five. Yes, <laughs> the number that comes before five or before six, um, and after four. <laughs> I like that. I didn't like this. I like it. Well, that's why I voted for you for Bucket Boy of the Year, Demon. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't get each other's meats out your mouths <laughs> of the year. This is too much 69 going on right now. <laughs> I don't think there's such thing. Uh, Damone, I like that shirt. I should have stole it from you when I was in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, thanks, I guess. He wears that all the time. He does, I know, and I like it every time he, he wears gonna it. He's going to take one of his three shirts. <laughs> he, wore, he wore a tank top yesterday. Oh, I've never seen that man wear a tank top. It was, it's fucking high in this room. It, it is why, hot in your house sometimes. That's why the green screen's not in. That's why the green screen's not up. Oh, I just realized that nobody has a green screen except for Kenny. Oh yeah, yeah. we, we made it such a big deal that everybody had to get a green screen, and then nobody ever uses well, them. My space <laughs> changed. My space Zanga. You I have space. You could put a green screen up. Not really. Uh, I my old close. space was different, and I could keep it up. I can't do that anymore. If it's mm. up, then it's up. Then it's up. Anyway, continue, Keith. Anyway, uh, anyway, main event. The hey. main event the is ultimate for match. <laughs> the ultimate match. The penal, penal, penultimate penalty, penalty match. <laughs> yeah, it is the knockouts championship match with champion Jordan Grace ending against Bianca Belair. You are getting risky. You are getting. We're going we're to see. This is risky. <laughs> I'm scared to say the next part now. With Say special it. with special guest referee Stephanie McMahon. Ah! Mm. If I Bianca Belair if Bianca Belair loses, she must be placed on the trading block for any show to pick up. 
He's under so much pressure right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, after retaining her championship at Capital Punishment, Jordan Grace is given a massive celebration thrown by the right to censure, uh, complete with beige balloons, uh, wait staff, like waiters, with like, like they're overly dressed, like they're covered up as much as you could be as a person, right? Because it's the right to censor. Um, they're serving, <laughs> they're serving milk and flute champagnes. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, on the table, on the table between the bottles of milk, you can see a cake that looks just like the most bland cake you could ever imagine. Uh, and of course they have party hats on just think of like the most boring party you've ever been to or could imagine uh, but the celebration is interrupted by Bianca Belair she comes out and she says I know I can beat you and you know I can beat you if I had a one-on-one opportunity and I can take that knockouts championship from you and Grace responds and says uh, you had your shot you lost you failed you're a loser. And she goes to take a sip from her milk flute. Which, yeah. after don't, it's a don't, milk don't flute. Don't do that. Stop saying that. I hate this. Someone, someone put the, the, the fucking uh, organic love and add up. Somebody bleep him every time he says milk flute. Somebody bleep him. <laughs> um, so, Bianca, before she could take a drink, Bianca slaps the drink out of her hand, and the two get in each other's faces. Uh, yeah, but before they ca- <laughs> <laughs> for the kids before they come to blows Stephanie McMahon's music hits and she makes her way down to the ring I'm she all says, grown up my fault <laughs> <Wrong. laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that one more I'm sorry <laughs> Stephanie says uh, you know Jordan I think we have quite the opportunity here Bianca has been a thorn in your side as well as mine and I'm sure we can make some sort of arrangement. Let's say we make a match for, for SummerSlam. Bianca Belair versus Jordan Grace for the Knockouts Championship. However, if Miss Grace over here is able to beat you, then you are done here in KEW. I put your name on the trading block and accept the first offer that's given to me. Bianca, Bianca steps back for a moment, steps back into Jordan's face and says, I accept. Uh, Grace and Stephanie start to laugh when suddenly Bianca lifts Grace up and body slams her onto the table, onto the bland-ass cake, milk spilling everywhere. Okay. Mm. As Bianca uh, is walking up the ramp, Stephanie takes to the mic and says, oh, I forgot to mention, with this being such a high-profile match on such a grand stage like SummerSlam, there really should be a guest special, special guest referee to ensure order is maintained. That's why at SummerSlam in the main event, it will be Bianca Belair versus the Knockouts champion Jordan Grace. Special guest referee, me. Uh, Grace, <laughs> Grace sits up and laughs as Bianca kind of lets out a exasperated sigh, like, "Oh shit, look what I've got myself into." Uh, at SummerSlam, Bianca makes makes her entrance and is sung to the ring, uh, singing her theme song, or singing Bianca's theme song is. Megan the Stallion. (laughs) 
You stopped to wait for a pop. I did. <laughs> ah! Thank you. Uh, as as Hot Bianca stands. As Bianca stands in the ring, her music is abruptly cut off by the sounds of the right to censor music. Oh, is Meg Thee out there twerking? Of course. It's SummerSlam. If, if right to censor doesn't come out with towels to cover that bitch up, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Grace makes her way to the ring, followed closely by Jim Cornette. Uh, as Greg Hamilton makes the introductions and the referee holds the Knockouts Championship up high, uh, before the bell rings, Megan the Stallion corners Jim Cornette snatches his tennis racket out of his hand and chases him up the rampway, wailing on him with his own racket. Kinky. <laughs> Organic11.com. Promo code T13. The match itself starts off fairly slowly, with Grace working as a heel and does a whole, like, backing up into the ropes and Stephanie making Stephanie ba- uh, make Bianca back, back off. Um and both women are pretty familiar with each other at this point. So there's no real feeling out process besides that. Uh, but they do have counters for each other's moves. Um, Grace is wrestling kind of rough and dirty using her forearms to mash against Bianca's face while she has her in like headlocks and stuff. Um, spots of the match include um, Bianca locking, or excuse me, Grace locking Bianca in an abdominal stretch. And like, she's reaching back and like, pulling on the ropes and Stephanie's like obviously blatantly not not paying attention. Um, Let's see. Um, She she finally, Stephanie finally notices and does a very, very slow count uh, and doesn't make Grace relinquish the hold after letting go of the ropes. Uh, Whenever Bianca starts to build up some steam, Stephanie steps in to quote unquote check on Grace and make sure she can continue halting any of Bianca's momentum. At one point, she even threatens to disqualify Bianca if she doesn't back off. Uh, Bianca is, however, able to build some offense against Jordan, uh, however, consistently having to deal with Stephanie's antics. Bianca lifts Grace up for a gorilla press and drops her to the mat. She goes for the pin, but Stephanie is slow to get in position, and Grace is able to kick out at two. Bianca gets in Stephanie's face, and Stephanie quickly threatens to disqualify her when Grace swiftly rolls up Bianca, and Stephanie goes for a quick count, but Bianca is able to kick out just barely before the three count. Uh, Let's see. Bianca rolls up after kicking out and charges at Grace, but Jordan lifts up Bianca and drops her to the mat with a Michinoku driver. Uh, Grace goes to pin for the pin again, but Bianca kicks out again at two. Both women are exhausted, and Grace lifts Bianca up to the top rope to fall from Grace. Bianca starts to battle back, knocks Grace off the turnbuckle. Uh, again, Bianca goes to the to the top rope and goes to jump crossbody onto Grace. But again, Stephanie steps in and trying once again to halt Bianca's momentum. However, this time, Bianca takes to the air and leaps onto both of them with a crossbody. With Stephanie down and Grace starting to stir and stand back up, Bianca sets up for the KOD. She lifts Grace up and looks down at Stephanie and slams Grace on top of Stephanie. Bianca grabs Stephanie's hand, goes for the pin and grabs Stephanie's hand and slams it to the mat. One, two, three. Matt Stryker over the headset screen shouts, she's done it. She's done it. Bianca Belair is the new knockouts champion. Uh, uh, Hamilton hands over the knockouts title to Bianca as confetti rains down, pyro going off in the background, and SummerSlam comes to a close. Uh, 
Let's go! <laughs> five point five, five fifty. Give that man five fifty. <laughs> That's another thing. Five could be, could be unprecedented. Ain't nobody had a better match. Five fifty. Here's the thing. Five <laughs> fifty. I feel it, like this. My issue is, I feel like this makes Stephanie seem like an idiot. Why? Well, yeah, because why would she? The whole point, the whole part about if Bianca loses, she has to go on the trading block and she'll take whatever the first offer is. So if I go in and I fucking offer her, I don't have him. But if I said I'll give you a fucking hornswoggle or my worst jobber for you, one of your top women, that's the, thing, that's the point. Have you watched yeah, wrestling before? <laughs> no, I understand it is fucking stupid. So well, I'm standing up again. literally with every. But well, why would you fi- like? Why would that's like Vince McMahon? Why would you fire Stone Cold Steve <laughs> he Austin? He doesn't have to fire her. She could just say you never get another title shot. But see, you could keep Stone her on Cole the roster. Steve Austin did get fired multiple times. John Cena Thanks. got fired. Okay, those but are either, stupid they too. Took a few months off, it came right back. Those are <laughs> stupid too. Fuck them. So I'm gonna give you a three. I'm gonna give you a a four. Maybe maybe, maybe the overall, whole. But I don't Maybe. like the that part of the premise. That's, that's wrestling. Not a, I, it's not. That's not what I don't like. I I just don't know if I would care if this is the main event. I do. He's been building this the whole time. I don't yes. think it. Yeah, do that as the penultimate. What? No, it's this is because the penultimate no, is quick. You would rather have Finn Balor versus fucking Randy Orton as the main event? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think I do think this is your main event. I just don't like I don't like that part of it. So also, I wanted like the confetti and pyro for Bianca. Like because like you said, it says this has been a consistent story is Bianca trying to get to the championship and getting screwed or having to deal with Stephanie, and this is her overcoming both to win the championship. And I wanted the last image to be her with pyro and confetti coming down. Mike, you going next? I'm still deciding my final score. Uh, I'm gonna go three seven five. All right. Five mm. eighty. There's no five. I'm going. I'm going a five. And I'm and the reason five eighty for me. Was that I gave I gave you a five, but it. Were you inspired by the song or not? Uh, Steve Austin and the Missing Man. <laughs> it just it gave me a Steve Austin versus Missing Man vibe. I mean, a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's pretty apparent anytime you have like an authoritative figure versus a, a you know a baby face. True. Or like yeah, that's what it reminded so, me. Just reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean it. But, I mean yeah. Yeah, it was still good though. It was still good. I was a little worried. And you was like, okay, it's the main event. Where I was like, all right. Because <laughs> I like them both, I was like, "See, I was like, don't fuck it up." <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, the storyline, it was a good build up to the storyline. You didn't, you didn't fuck it up. So, yeah, I'll give you a five as well. Hey, way to not fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, are you going with five fifty? <laughs> 550. That's why I said he doesn't get 550. Isn't it a score? I feel like I should get 550. That's not. I gave him the five. Five fucking 50 is what I fucking vote. Y'all are fucking clowns. 
<laughs> no one, you, no one else has possibly gotten a five fifty. Yeah, you know so why? Because nobody else was as good as him. That's why. That's not <laughs> true. There's definitely been better matches. So no, there wasn't. Oh, uh, your I would say your Scott Hall Triple H was a better match. Yeah, you also gave me seven dollars for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, five fifty. Not Run a thing. The so is that it? Is that a five? That's it. Five. Come on, Mike. Bring us on home, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta run the ads. Yeah, here's one ad. Your body and the bodies you're loving deserve nothing but the best. Organic Lovin is the only adult subscription box that includes eco-friendly body products from body-safe adult toys to sex-positive books and erotic seminars. Organic Lovin's online store has everything you and your partner more partners could ever need to heat things up. And right now, your friends at T13 want to take 10% off of your next order. Just go to organicleaven.com and use promo code T1THREE, like the sound the bed makes when you check out. Organic Leaven. Love organically, purely, deeply, boldly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like <laughs> all right. So Mike, don't fuck this up. Oh well. I was you've been edging this for weeks with yeah. Sting. I want to see where this all is. I was, I'm ready right. for this. So Halloween Havoc. Uh it's gonna start. There's no like there's obviously a pre-video and whatnot, but I didn't write all that this time. We go right into the first match. All right, so it is a costume contest battle royale, and the winner is crowned the first TV champion. So, you have <clears throat> all right. I'm I won't tell you who's in it yet, but um, a week before Halloween Havoc, the cameras are backstage and they show Terry Funk dressed as a mummy, and Roddy Piper comes in and takes a look at Fun- Funk and Huffs. Piper tells Funk that his costume is trash, and the Piper's costume will will be the best costume of the year. <laughs> then, <laughs> then Meng, who is also there, tells both of them that. His costume will be better. <laughs> then following suit, Mr. Perfect chimes in, as well as both of Jurassic Express. Uh, they all get louder and rowdier, and it escalates and eventually turns into a bunch of pushing and then a brawl, while Orange Cassidy stands in the background not caring. Vince and the officials break it up, and he declares that there is only one way to settle this, and this is that Halloween Havoc. <clears throat> At the end, uh, or, and the stakes will be raised. The winner of the battle royal will be the inaugural TV champion. Oh, uh, or well, eh, whatever. The the match starts. <laughs> I realize I already said that it, that it it it's a costume contest. By the way, yeah, they're yeah, all wearing we got the costume. That. Okay, <laughs> so so they all come out. It's gonna be like they come down like a uh to the the theme of the pay per view, like kind of like. Fashion contest, costume contest type. Is it thriller? Mike, right, so, shut up. <laughs> All right, shut up. Shut up. So, first is Terry Funk as a mummy, which we already knew. Then uh, Meng comes out as Elvis. Oh my God. Roddy Piper right. comes out as the Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Jungle Boy and uh, Jungle Boy it comes out as Eddie from the Mon- from the Monsters and Lucha Stores comes out as Lucha Monster or <laughs> Lucha Monster Herman Monster, but yeah, Lucha Monster would be lit. Uh, <laughs> and Mr. Perfect comes out as the Terminator. Orange Cassidy comes out as Michael Jackson and Thriller. 
and that's it. That's all combatants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the match. The match starts with Roddy Piper stopping everyone from fighting, and then he does the old Hogan struts and shows off, uh, even putting his ear to the crowd until everyone uh, in the match beats him up and throws him out right away. <laughs> Some elimination spots include Mr. Perfect getting double teamed by Jurassic Express with their uh, tag team finisher, and then then thrown out immediately after that, Mang throws out Jungle Boy. Um, Orange Cassie stands out of the way until Terry Funk gets him on uh, oh, Terry Funk set up a table outside the the ring before the match. Just um, Orange Cassie stands out of the way until Terry Funk gets him uh, in an apron suplex and then throws him out of the ring onto a table that was set up outside by Terry Funk before the match. Uh, Luchasaurus then picks up Terry Funk and chokeslam him, chokeslams him on top of Orange Cassie's body, leaving just Meng and Luchasaurus. Uh, Meng kicks Luchasaurus in the gut, then uppercuts Luchasaurus. Meng runs off the ropes and goes into a scissor kick. Luchasaurus, who grabs Meng's foot, takes him down by the leg. Luchasaurus then works Meng's leg and groin, gets Meng up and holds him above his head and throws him into the barricade outside the ring, crowning Luchasaurus, dresses Herman Munster as the new TV champion. Five. Get the hey. fuck out of here. <laughs> I went with something that I thought was fun. All right. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Point five. Keep you legit give it a five. Um, I don't want to give it a full five, but that was fun. <laughs> I hated that shit. You got a four point nine five like fucking Tyler give... gave me. <laughs> I will give him a four point nine nine. Four. I'm gonna give him a 0.55. <laughs> Give Donald uh, another nickel. Yeah, for creativity. Right. It was a creativity nickel. Okay. That okay. Was, that was fun. <laughs> you remember when? Remember when I had that really fun match on my pre-show and you gave me a point five, Mike? Fuck off. Yeah, well, you <laughs> tried to pander the entire time. Oh, I definitely did not. Everybody got you their ass beat. Did you said that's not pandering? Everybody got their ass beat except me. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a one, and point five of that is because you made me. You personally made me laugh. <laughs> the match itself, I would have fucking hated. I don't. Why the fuck does man? Why does no. give a fuck if about Travis RVD booked it? It would have been if Travis booked it and then put him in. The, put Demone in there. He would have given it a five. Hey, well, listen. I, was, I wasn't in there. <laughs> and why the hell is Mang one of the most like dangerous people to ever be in a wrestling ring? Give a shit about someone's costume because it's very funk. Who's a sadist? Who's yeah, I was. I don't, I don't like. It. Look, I hate it. The boys the were one, getting. You're, you're talking me down. Why, the boys point. were getting paid. Why would Roddy Piper dress up as Hulk Hogan? Because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that better too. than the other like, costume he could wear. Right. Well, he could have dressed, dressed up as Bad News Brown. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I thought it was whoa. funny. Yeah, I would give you a one. <laughs> Honestly, if you had made him dress up as Bad News Brown, I probably would have given you a, a one just for just for the bravery that you you showcased by doing that segment again. He <laughs> dressed up as Hogan, also kind of throwing shade over it. Uh, Demones Hogan. <laughs> oh, I thought you had Hogan. No, no he I didn't. Have, no. no. All right, that, they give him a point five six then for the shape. Point five six. 
Yeah, that's a extra penny. That's a that's a shade penny right there. <laughs> that's, that's a shade. Like that. That's a shade stimulus. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, is that it? Um, I, no, I forgot to do mine. Um, I'm giving it a three point five. Oh, thank you. The reason I'm giving three point five, it's a it's a comedy match. I give it. I mean, it was the main. The main part was silly <laughs> to me. But I did a comedy match. Down. I got a fucking fifty cents from you. <laughs> Fuck off. I, I think the issue is that you have a bunch of people who, except for Orange, you have a bunch of people who aren't comedy wrestlers doing a comedy, of complete comedy. Yeah, and I use comedy wrestlers and got fucking 50 cents from him. <laughs> and I don't think, Charles, <laughs> yours lasted so long. It was, it was segments throughout the pre-show. <laughs> it was so long. It was like 24-7 segments. We, they all came on their costumes. And no, no, stop. It's Halloween. It's Halloween Havoc. They all in Halloween. costumes. Kenny, I hate you. I hate you yours, so much. There was no reason for that. That was your big pay per view. This, you decided to have random fucking roosters and horns. To be fair, this is Mike's big This pay-per-view. is my big yeah. pay per view, but it's still Halloween. Yeah, I understand. This is his but it's it it literally called Halloween Havoc. Fuck I expect you. to see somebody in a costume. Fuck you. <laughs> the boys were getting paid. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it was it was similar to a gimmick battle royal, but it was a costume contest. I had everybody here. And I used who I could. I I didn't put Sid in it because I knew Travis would. Well, you should have done it because I was already going to fucking. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. Travis said you shit for doing that, uh, that shade penny. You, but you need to bump it up to another quarter. I feel like you need nope, to go to point nope. seven five. Point five, point five six. 56 cents is what I'm giving him. And give give Keith his his fucking extra fifty cents for this main event. That's five fifty. Yeah, give me that fifty. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. So my next match is gonna. I'm not telling you. All right. So Goldust uh, versus Fandango and Disco Inferno. Now there is a mystery partner, which I'll get to. Wait. So wait. Goldust wait, wait, and who? Wait, what? Goldust um, and a mystery partner versus Fandango and Disco Inferno. Okay, because the way you made it seem oh, was, yeah, you, it was said, you said first. You said Goldust versus Fandango <laughs> no, versus Gold, I thought the Fatal well, Yeah, because I didn't want to. All right. So after his loss at World, at, after the loss at World War Three, Fandango and Goldust stick it out for a few more weeks, unable to get a victory. At the match a week before Halloween Havoc, Fandango leaves the match mid-match as Goldust tries to get a tag. He gets a mic and calls Goldust a loser and a freak. He says Goldust will never find a tag partner because he's no good. Fandango says that he has a new partner and that Halloween Havoc, he and his new partner will face Goldust and anyone of his choice. Um, that's it. So that's the build. I've been telling the story from my last other three pay-per-views. So yeah. a lot of these, the stories have been told and this is the... But, so um, wait, who? so it's Goldust and who? Oh, yeah, we're getting there. The, the mystery opponent. We're gonna see. I'm not there yet. Or it, so it's Fandango. Did he tell us who his partner was gonna be? No, uh, Fandango's partner is Disco, Disco Inferno. Inferno. Where did Disco Inferno come from? He's a free agent. No, I'm saying I understand <laughs> that part. Yeah, I said that. I don't Disco anybody... wasn't. All Fandango said he had a new partner, and it was Disco Inferno. Okay, you you just didn't say that he told us it was Disco. No, I thought I said that. I thought somewhere I said. That. <laughs> all right, all right. Fandango and Disco. Inf- I told you the the title of it. 
Uh, Fandango and Disco Inferno come out to a new mix of their music while dancing down the ramp. Uh, then Goldust music hits and he's alone. He starts to come down the ramp trying to do his normal entrance but looks defeated. He gets to the ring and stops outside with his hands on his hips staring at Disco and Fandango in the ring. He goes up to get up the uh, uh, stairs and then through the arena you hear, What's up? And R-Truth comes out from the back. His music stops and he looks around. Hey, Goldust, what are you doing here in the impact zone? <laughs> Goldust gets a mic. Truth, this is WCW and I'm about to have a match. <laughs> and if you'd like to join me, and points to the ring. Our truth responds with a grin and says, What's up? as he runs to the ring and joins Goldust in his tag match. Oh, for, for the, <laughs> anybody watching, hold on. Two, two in a row. <laughs> If for the audio listeners, he's putting audio, on the... I put on my Golden Truth shirt. <laughs> so it's the Golden Truth versus Fandango and Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm set Keith's, Keith's not here to listen <laughs> to this. <Bruh>. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love Travis <laughs> just staring. All right. Um, so I got beat myself so we get through. Goldust and our uh, it, it, so uh, the match is pretty even with spots by both teams. Goldust and our truth through rotating stomps in the corner. Fandango gets a mid rope choke on Goldust and Disco. I'm not going through every part of the match, I'm just hitting highlights. Um, uh, mid rope choke on Goldust and Disco hits Goldust with a kick to the head. Um, like on the apron. Fandango hits our truth with punches to the head and fouls it up with a leg drop. Disco Inferno is able to do a hip toss with a follow uh, with a follow-up of a leg drop from the top rope by Fandango. Goldust gets a shattered dreams to both Fandango and Disco at the exact same time in the corner. Our truth does a scissor kick to Fandango. Disco tries to interfere, but um, gets pulled off to the side of the ring by Goldust. Result gets pulled to the side of the ring by Goldust, resulting uh, in getting dropped into the barricade and a brawl on the outside. The match's fin the match's finishing sequence is the solid gold, with Goldust getting the pin on Fandango for the win. That's it. Probably in tears. I wasn't ready. Kenny, you want to go first? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Travi, you want to go first? Again, I had fun. So. One. You go one. I hate that you're doing two. You're doing two comedy matches. I understand your that. Show the fucking show. Your biggest show of the year in a Originally, row. Originally, this was the opener, <laughs> and then I added the battle royal. No, <laughs> <laughs> all y'all that gave that motherfucking battle royal more than a one fuck off. Um, I gave it a one. Um. What did I give this? What did I give this? A one? A one, yeah. Give it a one. Yeah. That's because it was a de actually a decent match, but fuck him for, for doing the fucking He knows what he did. Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna give you, I'm, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a two. And most of that is the match itself, because I think it would be a decent actual match, but I hated everything else around it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna give you a two. 
I don't. I also agree the doing back to back comedy matches on your biggest show of the year. All right, but I wasn't gonna put it. I realize there's if I put it behind any other match on this card, <laughs> you could have like rearranged it or not done no, the battle I, royal. I looked at no, I needed to do that. I love that battle royal. I don't give a shit, man. That was <laughs> that was so fun to write. Um, or like if you did the battle royal as like the pre-show, like that would have been different. I thought about it, but then, then I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to do a pre-show. Okay. Well, I just anyway. didn't want to. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a two. Um, I gave it a 1.5. My favorite part, I, the reason they got a 1.5 <laughs> is literally when you join me. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part. <laughs> I couldn't think of a, a, a good quip, so I was like, fuck it. It was, just... like, it was like a hot 20 seconds. I didn't hear shit you said. <laughs> it was just weak <laughs> over here. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I agree I with this goddamn show. Back comedy matches. If you found a way to incorporate that all into one match, I try. Like I, I again, I or if tried you, or to, if you separated them. I felt like the rest of this was too. It was too serious. Yeah, the, the problem with that, the problem with that too is because you started off with um, two comedy matches. If I was watching this, I'd be like, "Is this whole pay per view going to be like this?" And I would have my mind set like that. So if anything else serious happened, I wouldn't take it serious. That makes sense. Yeah, yep. I get that, and I I had I had problems putting them back to back, but at the same time, for me looking at the rest of this, I I couldn't fit both in. I'll be honest, and I, I want to have five matches this time. I would have been on. I'm gonna be honest. I probably would have stopped watching. I would have probably been like, <laughs> 100%. This, is, "This is I dumb." Have, I don't know. If I'm I would have gotten turned, past the, I'm. The this is royal. dumb. I'm. I would have watched the battle royal, but like this is fucking dumb. Hopefully, it gets better. Saw the R truth thing. That whole shit. I would have been like, "Okay, <laughs> this is fucking stupid." I hate I this. I'm right turning now, it off. So. All right. I definitely I'll, would not have made it to the end of this match. No, <laughs> I, I would have been like, I'll, "I'll just watch. I'll just look at the results later." <laughs> All right, so the next match is the so the NWO Big Show and Conan for the tag team champions versus uh, the Brood Seth and Scorpio Sky. Um, so the Co- Conan and Big Show still hold the tag titles. Over the weeks, they beat the Bar in a rematch for the titles and beat the other tag teams on the roster. When it seems there are no more teams for them to beat. After the last match, the lights go out, and when they come back on, the belt are laid out in front of Conan and Big Show covered in blood. That's the build. Um, the match starts with Big Show pushing Scorpio Sky and calling him a little man and laughing in his face. Big Show starts going for a choke Sam right away, but Sky breaks out and runs off the ropes and does a drop kick on Big Show, and he stumbles back. Rollins lowers the rope, and Big Show falls out to the side of the ring. He is now laid out on the outside. Conan runs to uh, Big Show and gets him up, but Scorpio Sky runs and does a somersault plancha uh, to the outside. Some spots include Big Show throwing Rollins into the crowd, Rollins running and jumping off the barricade, uh, drop kicking Conan to the stairs on the outside, dual frog splashes to both Conan and Big Show at the same time. Uh, Conan chokes Scorpio Sky on the bottom rope and puts him in a leg lock. Well, Big Show uh, stomps uh, Scorpio's uh, Scorpio's back. Rollins does a splash to Conan in the corner. Uh, Scorpio does a Hail Mary Rana to Conan. Scorpio and Rollins both dropkick to the Big Show, one on each side. Big Show 
uh, leg drops onto Rollins' back on the apron. And then the final sequence has Conan going for a powerbomb onto Scorpio Sky. Uh, going for a powerbomb, power, power but he slips out. Uh, Scorpio Sky slips out and sets up Conan into the Ace of Spades as Conan hits the mat. Rollin hits a frog splash, and Scorpio co- covers Conan for the win. Mm. I'll start on this one. Um, that was a great match. That was a great match. It just sucked that you know it started off the way it did, because then it's like it affects everything. So I, yeah, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it a four point five. I think it was a really, I think that match is fire for real, for real. I'm gonna give you. Oh, go ahead. Good, good. I'm gonna give you a four. Uh, it would be a five, but the lack of story is the issue. Well, like yeah. just doing the ba- bath, bloodbath on the titles. It's, I need more yeah. than that. Well, the story so, again. I feel this. My stories have been playing out, and one of the stories is that I mean they had they've had the titles and they've run through everybody. The NWO like story to, has yeah. been all encompassing. But I feel but, like you need to continue with that and go more in depth with it. Not yeah. just well, I did this story. We did this story weeks ago. Because if I'm a new viewer, I don't fucking know the story. Like, yeah, I was gonna say if you're so, going, if you're booking weekly programming, you can't just say, "Well, we're not gonna have anything on the show tonight" because we already talked about this last week, right? So you gotta, still, you gotta add stuff to it, otherwise, there's no reason for us to care, right? And um, so, okay, yeah, I'm gonna give you. A four. I'm just, I was saying, I was gonna give him a four because the match itself, I think, would could be a five. The point off, it's for the lack of build. Uh, I'm giving you a three point five for the reasons that Damon just said. Yeah, and like I said, I gave you a four point five. So my next match is uh, Diamond Dallas Page versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> uh, on Nitro, DDB comes out and cuts a promo. He says that he's sick of people telling him that his cutter is second rate and that he has perfected the move and that anyone else who has a problem with it can, has a problem with it can kiss his ass. Austin music hit hits. You claim to be the best. What you claim to do it better than anyone? What you say that you're better than me? Well, let me tell you, son of a bitch, you're not. I have half what? a mind to come to the ring and stomp a mud hole in your your ass. What? DDP with the challenge at Halloween Havoc, and the loser could no longer use the cutter. Uh, the way to win the match is to perform uh, the finisher on the other person. What? Time uh, out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Stone Cold Steve Austin does not use a cutter. The Stone Cold Stunner is a different move. Yeah, well, it's good. It's close enough for this. It's not a cutter. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's literally a different move. It's clo- it's, it's close. People always compare the two. <laughs> they That's don't. Like, compare the RKO. Compare. I've, I've never heard anyone compare I have. the two. I have. I've never in my life. I have. So it, it, I, I've, I've seen it done. It, it's, I mean, it, well, it they're is, wrong. They're it's not wrong. The same, but it, I, I see what he's talking about. Set out cutter. Then, then should neck breakers be put in this too? Because, I mean, that's similar enough. Yeah, with like the twist. What about of twist of fate? Yep, yep. Twist of fate. Is that a cutter? It's a spinning cutter? Well, in this. Match, sure, but he's not fighting somebody who has a twist of fate. <laughs> well, okay, he's wait, fighting wait, wait, somebody who's a stunner, not a cutter. So, besides that, so the the match, whoever hits their finisher wins the match, is what you were saying? Yeah, whoever hits a okay. cutter. So, someone literally can't the, win the match. They're because... the finisher, they're close enough finisher. They're gonna pick it <laughs> apart be because that's what they want to do. To put no, I'm down picking it up because you're wrong. You're saying there's two different moves in WCW. <laughs> in WCW, in WCW, they're putting it as the same thing. Is okay. a pedigree a pile driver? It's pretty if close. You sell it wrong. <laughs> if you sell it wrong, right? 
Continue, um, I got some, I got your back, Mike. Go ahead. Keep going. Matt starts with some grapples and some uh trading blows at, at one point DDP gets the upper hand on Austin, but Austin's able to get back with a Thez press. Some spots include a headlock into a DDT by DDP. <laughs> Stone Cold does a spine buster off of an offensive rope run by DDP. Stone Cold gets DDP on the bottom rope and does a leapfrog body guillotine. Uh, a suplex to DDP off the top rope. DDP does a gut-wrenching gut buster. Austin goes for a stunner, but DDP is able to turn into a distance clothesline. The final minutes of the match, DDP kicks Austin in the gut and goes for a diamond cutter, but Austin pushes his way out and goes for his stunner, which then gets countered into another attempt at a diamond cutter, but Austin goes behind DDP, does a belly-to-back suplex, and as both get back up on the feet, Stone Cold uh, kicks DDP, gives him a double bird, and finally stuns him, winning the match. Okay, so I think the match itself, even though, albeit the cutter, not cutter thing, I think I like the I actually kind of like the concept. The only issue I have with it because I like the idea that both guys just trying to hit their finisher. I like that. The issue I have with it is I don't want to see Diamond Dallas Page without the diamond cutter. So I kind of think you've booked yourself into a corner there. We're not booking, yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's a way around it. It's wrestling. Next week, we can I just back and hit him with a. You know the fucking subpoena or some shit. That's something I'd work out if I was booking the next week. Like you have DDP. I was thinking to get DDP come with his lawyers, and I continue that feud. Okay. Um. Three point five. I like the match. I like the matchup. I think they could have had really, really good. Promos. I think that there's a lot of, lot of good in this match. The only bad is the is the cutter stunner thing, which I don't like. The I, even if Stone Cold's even if it was Randy Orton versus uh, DDP, I wouldn't want it to be like, oh, I can't use the cutter if I lose. Like I think it's just I like the idea of cutter versus cutter. I like the idea of cutter versus stunner. I just don't like the setup that you particularly use. But I'm going to give you a four. Okay. Um, I'm the same. I, that's the only thing I didn't like was the fact that, um, pretty much like he said, like the the loser can't use their finisher anymore. I liked everything about it. You could have just set up as like who, not not who has a better finisher, but like kind of like how Sheamus and Big Show did their thing. They were hyping up their like their finishers when they when they were doing the um, what's that thing. Kind of like the speed bag they were kicking, like the one yeah. that the bicycle kicked, the one that the punch to see whose move was stronger. Like you can still set it up that way, um, which I think is still lit. Um, so I'm going to give you a four as well. I, I think the stipulation is the issue. Like, I, 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 that, that's, that's the only I, problem I have with, with stipulation as well. I felt like it had to, like there had to been some Who? sort of like something on the line, something some high, something high, more high stakes than just I'm better than you. Uh, yeah. You should instead of Stone Cold, you should have borrowed uh, John Laurinaitis from Kenny and Randy Orton oh, from Keith, and done that a fucking. To go, that match is supposed to go after this match. Uh, no. I <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? I, 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 I who's running shit over at your fucking? And then I was supposed to have that after this next match. 
Mike's about to get fired from his own company. Wait, 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 I w- I was like, Mike's sitting in Gorilla right now, and he, he, don't, he was like, the other guys are sitting there. He's like, all right, all right, Austin and DDP, come on. And the guys are like, I thought we were next. <laughs> right. All right. Intron's playing the wrong package. <laughs> no, he's playing the right package. It's just. <laughs> it's just he said, don't go just up there. <laughs> all, right, all right, we got the battle of the cutters. So the so, cutter battle. So the next uh, is Sting versus Alistair Black. Alistair who? Alistair Black. Yeah, okay. You he's said not it. Tommy End. He's Alistair Black. Black. Yeah. Uh, so the build, uh, obviously a package of play explaining this entire build. Uh, but then after months of Sting and Black playing cat and mouse, a final message was sent to Black. After one of Black mat one of Black's matches on Nitro, Black and the Brood were about to pounce on their victim when Sting appeared on the Tron. Tick tock, tick tock, goes the clock. Tick. Talk. Hear the clock ticking. Black, black, and the brood look at the Tron, and then camera pans out and shows Sting in the ring with um Sting behind the ring them. Bars. Yeah, uh, the brood and Black turn around. Black gets face to face with Sting, and he uh, Sting takes his bat and raises it. Instead of hitting Black, he points the bat at the Halloween Havoc sign. <laughs> changes. It's it's twenty twenty one. I think we should out. change his name to Alistair. I don't see color. Uh, <laughs> the lights go out, and he disappears. Um, hold on, so hold on. Man, I got one question. You said they were playing cat and mouse, but yes. did they ever play touch butt in the park? Probably. Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so match. Uh, the match is uh, Alistair comes out first. The arena is red and comes and he comes out wearing a cape with spikes on the shoulder, a la uh, 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 what's his name, Shredder. Um, wait, wait. You, were you saying Alistair Black comes out like Shredder? With, with, like, you know, Ninja Turtle, uh, you know, he has a, the, yeah, yeah, the, Super Shredder, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. I, yeah, he wears, I a lot. wearing like a big ass cape like that, so I just, like, like, right now. yeah, um, <laughs> following behind him is Paul Bearer holding the cape up, and Black and Sky trail behind holding their, their new tag titles. Uh, they make their way to the ring as Miss engulfs the arena. The arena stays dark, but switches from red light to spotlight um, at the stage, and Sting's music hits, but no one comes down the ramp. Music stops, and the lights come up, and Sting is in the ring already. He runs towards Black and attacks Black when Black wasn't expecting it. The match is pretty even. Some spots include a couple Black masses with near falls. Sting able to get Black in the corner for a Stinger splash. Sting is able to get away and neutralize any help from Rollins and Sky for uh, half the match. A high spot from Sting that gets countered by Black into a uh, knee to Sting's head. Black is able to drop onto the side of the apron. Um, Sting does a suicide dive on the outside to Rollins, Black, and Sky. The final sequence of the match has um, of the match. Sting has Black on the mat and a scorpion leg lock, but uh, Black reverses it. Is able to do a brainbuster onto Sting. Black then gets Sting in a dark witch- ritual, which is a modified dragon sleeper. And right before Sting passes out, Black picks him up and ends him with one more Black Mass for a three count. Uh, Black's music hit uh, goes on, and Red Spotlight goes to the middle of the ring where Black drags Sting to. He gets Sting to his knees and is, puts his hand uh, out and puts puts it on Sting's head. He then lifts Sting's head up 
and the spotlight goes away, leaving the arena in darkness. When the lights come back on, no one is in the ring, and the commentary team is stunned. So wait, there's been build up all this time. This nigga lost. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. Yeah, Mike. Um, you WCW that. I was like, Dub C Dub C Dub. The wrong guy won again. Sting got screwed. I'm gonna add a point. I'm adding a point because I wasn't expecting that. I expected Sting to squash him, but <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't, so I didn't expect Sting to lose. I didn't expect Sting to squash him, but I expected Sting to win, even if it was like close. Because you've been building up that Sting is like this Avenger and he's gonna protect everybody, but I'm. But then he loses. So you just sting like you were building him up, and then he just crashed and burned. So <laughs> I'm gonna give you a three. Better quit filifiling on this podcast and go talk to them kids. Um, <laughs> I thirty. Tell them to go to bed. That they don't sleep. The one, the one does not sleep. It just pops up in your head. Like, Fuck you, doing? Her and the cat just over here, just beefing with everybody. I was like, bitch, yeah. why are you in my house right now? Yeah, that Goddamn 3 a.m. What the fuck you doing here? But uh, I'm stuck because like part of me hates that you made Alistair Black win because of the, the way the angle was booked. Like I feel like that was a bad move because of the, the, the booking says he should lose. But I think Alistair Black is the better talent. I think Alistair Black is the, the, has the higher ceiling. He has the, the better skill set. I'm going to give you a f- 4.25. Okay. Because I, I had to take off. It was it If you hadn't have booked it so long term, it probably would have been a 5. But since you did and Sting lost. Yeah, yeah well, I didn't, I didn't want to also book it three pay-per-views in and leave it. Also, I'm glad this is the next. This was in the order that it was. Putting this after the two comedy matches would, would have been a mistake. Well, it wasn't going to be after the two. It was going to be... Oh, I guess it would have been... No, it would have been after the tag team match. Who was in the tag team match? Uh, the NWO. and It was... Uh... Uh, I guess it... No, it also... You know, I like this order. I think that's why I kept it. And I think I think I thought about switching it, and then I didn't switch it. I was like, the tag team match was Golden Truth, right? Uh, no. The was it? NWO versus the Brood. What did I give you for that? Nah, I don't know. You gave him a four. Okay, I don't even remember that. All right, so the this is the main event. Yeah, so um, I didn't get my rating yet, but oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you did. I, no, no, I gave you, I gave you a four point seven five. Right. The only reason you need the full, the only, the only reason to get a full five was literally because Sting was so hyped up just for him to lose like that. But at the same time, I liked it because I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. But, but but that's the only reason, like I said, that's the only reason why I gave it a 4.75 instead of an actual five. It's literally because we've been hyping him up and then he gets his ass beat. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I missed it. What did Travis give it? I gave it a 4.25 because I believe that the the way he booked it, Sting should have won. But I enjoyed Aleister Black winning because I think Aleister Black is a better talent and has better skill for skill is a better. Yeah. Has a higher ceiling, should have won. I agree with you on that. Damone doesn't. Sings in his top five. 
thing is uh, not as a what a reverse DPT. Like he's, he's in one of my he's, <laughs> he's in my top five favorites. I wouldn't okay. say he's top. He's a top five wrestler. I'd say he's top fifty. Like he's definitely top fifty. He's like top probably top fifteen. All right. So here's my my main event. All right. So the Nitro Raptor, the NWO lost the War Games. Nash walked out on Cena. Tension in the NWO started to build. Cena comes to the ring alone and calls out Nash. He says that they need to settle this tonight, and it cuts to the back where Nash is watching Monitor with the rest of the NWO. Omega is seen talking to Nash right before Nash um, walks out of the locker room to the ring with Bischoff by his side. Nash and Cena talk in the ring and shake hands. As they go to leave, Vince McMahon's music hits. He tells them that at Halloween Havoc, Cena will have to put up his title as per the, you know, the what? stipulation. Man, the... I brought the authority. Man. Yeah, but why are you not using your authority I'm figure that you already have? Can I finish? <laughs> <laughs> there you not go. Only, like that. <laughs> not only will uh, his title be on the line, but it will be an elimination chamber. Not only an elimination chamber, but each pod will contain a mystery combatant. Bischoff screams that McMahon can't do that, that he's the authority. McMahon <laughs> says, oh, really? And he puts his little spectacle glasses on. And he pulls out a piece of paper. He reads it, and it says that due to the action of Bischoff in recent months, the board of directors has decided that Eric Bischoff is now suspended indefinitely from pending an investigation. A bunch of security and cops come to the ring and surround it, um, and they struggle to take and take Bischoff out of the ring um, and up the ramp. McMahon goes to leave, but then stops. Oh, one more thing, John. Tonight, there's going to be a tournament of eight superstars to find out who who will start the chamber with you. Nash is one of those combatant, combatants. Later tonight, later that night, Nash beats Orange Cassidy and Roddy Piper to make it to the finals. Uh, Cena and Nash are seen backstage at the NWO. Cena tells Nash that he has to win because if he wins with Cena in the chamber, then Cena will have backup in the chamber, and that will seal the win for the NWO. The final match, match is Nash versus Big E. Cena and Omega um, and the rest of the NWO come out with Nat, without Nash asking for it beforehand or knowing and surround the ring. Omega is seen talking in Cena's ear right before Cena distracts the ref, and Nash also looks over to Cena and gets uh, surprised by Big E then gets suplexed by Big E for a three count. Losing the match, uh, Nash, Cena, and the NWO look shocked. Later, Cena and Nash are seen backstage arguing, and Nash storms out of the locker room and slams the door. Um, so then Halloween Havoc. Oh, that's why he's the authority figure, because I needed, yeah. I'll... Did you watch WC Nitro before you wrote this? I, I always watch my Nitro, but I'm in 2000, <laughs> so nothing like this is happening. Okay, because I was gonna say this happened in like ninety, like right after Bischoff got announced as the yeah, but like not the as fifth a, man or whatever. Like he wasn't like taken out, and it wasn't all like this. There was they did hire somebody else, but they were like dueling authority figures, and then Bischoff didn't lose his power until later when they decided to actually kick him out of the WCW. Um. Anyways, so the match uh, starts out with Cena and Big E. The other pods are closed with reflective sliders on each door. No one can see into the pods, but the the combatants can see outside the pods. Um, 
The match starts with strong with Cena and Big E trading blows. Both hit strong moves, including a suplex onto the metal graded floor by Big E and shoulder tackles into one of the unopened pods, almost cracking it. The first to be let out of the pod is Ric Flair. Uh, Rick joins the fight and goes right after Cena with Big E. Both men take turns wailing on Cena, but not able to pin him. Cena is able to fight back and launch attacks on both men. Eventually, the alliance uh, splits up between and Flair takes advantage of uh, of Big E being down and tries to pit him. This causes a, a, a chance for Cena to take control, resulting in an AA to Flair, eliminating him uh, with a three count. The next entrance is put in, and it's Kenny Omega. Omega comes out uh, to, the, to the surprise of Cena, but helps Cena take on Big E. Some spots are included or jump off uh, one of the pods into a knee into ba- uh, and into uh, jump off the pods and knees Big E in the head. Big E is able to do back to back suplexes. Um, Cena like back one to Cena and then one to Omega. Cena does a fireman's carry on Big E and this goes on until one of the pods opens. The next pod opens up and steps out. Rob Van Dam. RVD starts hot by going right off the top and cross bodies Omega and kicks Cena in the face. Um, Big E and RVD face off and start going at each other uh, with punches. Eventually, RVD, uh, as the freshest man, is able to get the upper hand uh, and one-up Big E. The match continues with everyone fighting, but the NWO sticking together until the final pod opens and the last entrant is... uh, Kevin Nash. He comes out, he comes in and stands toe to toe with Cena. Then RVD and Big E try to pounce on the NWO members and take, uh, but they turn and take on their attackers. Now it's a three on two NWO versus non NWO, and they're able to take out RVD with a combo spot between Nash, who gives a power bomb, then a five knuckle shuffle by Cena. Omega covers RVD for the three count. This leaves all three members and Big E. Um, Cena uh, leads the pack and approaches Big E with a nefarious smile as the other two trail behind Cena. Big E gets trapped in a corner. Cena <clears throat> punches Big E as Big E falls and then gets trapped in the corner as all three NWO members show unity and beat him down. They bring Big E to the center of the ring and Nash picks up Big E as Cena and Omega help Nash put Big E into a jackknife powerbomb. And as Big E hits the mat, Cena puts one foot on Big E as and Big E is eliminated. And Cena shows off uh, while it happens uh, while it happens and flexing during the, the count. With that elimination, Cena turns to Nash and Omega and starts to celebrate. He goes for a celebration hug, uh, and Nash reciprocates. Nash turns around, or Cena turns around to Omega, and Omega super kicks Cena. Cena falls to the mat. Nash walks over to Cena, stares him down, and then picks him up uh, and jackknife powerbomb Cena. Nash pins Cena, and after a near two count, Cena is able to kick out. Nash picks up Cena by the hair, but Cena uh, starts to elbow Nash in the gut. The fight goes on, and Omega uses this time to set himself on the top of a cell pod. Uh, As Nash gets Cena up in a spot for Omega, Omega jumps off the top of the pod for a flying dropkick, and Cena is able to move out of the way as Omega hits Nash instead knocking Nash back and to the ground, giving Cena enough time to grab Nash and pick him up and do a belly-to-back suplex, and then pins uh, Nash for a three-count. This just leaves Cena and Omega in the ring. After Nash gets pinned, Omega makes makes it to his feet and runs for Cena. Uh, uh, they 
brawl and Jade blows. Some spots include Cena putting Omega in the STFU, Boston Crab by Omega, Johnny Johnny Cena, John Cena doing Jack Hammer off the sec uh, the second rope. The final sequence um, has Omega going for one, a one winged angle angel angle angel, but Cena slips out of it and counters it with an AA for the win. At the end of the match, the chamber is lifted and confetti starts to fall from the ceiling as Cena is given his title. Cena sits in the middle of the ring as he looks um, at it and then up at the crowd. He stands and holds his title on the top rope. Then confetti keep, uh, keeps coming, but the colors change from red and blue to, to red. And then eventually all the confetti is red. The lights go out. All that remain uh, is a red spotlight on John Cena. When the lights come back on, Cena is surrounded by Rollins, Sky, Sting, and Black in front of him. The lights go back out, and they are gone, but Cena is covered in blood. That's it. And that's when it fades to black. Okay, I have a, co- I have a question. Uh, two questions. How did Nash get into the elimination chamber? I mean, after he left, he probably went to, I would assume he goes to Vince McMahon and makes a deal of some sort. That would be something that I would. Okay, because he lost his match to get. He lost his the... match to be not in. Well, he didn't, he lost the match to start the the cell with John Cena. The the the, the tournament wait, was to see who. Why would you want? Wait, I, I'm confused. Why would you want to start the cell? To get or into. In the, I mean, there there was other people in there. I guess like, you know, you would have to explain it that. First, it would guarantee you a spot. It would in guarantee the you a spot, right? It would guarantee that spot, and if you're gonna get a spot, I mean, somebody's got to start it. But if okay. for other people like Orange Cassidy and Roddy Piper, who weren't near the main event picture, it gave them hope just to get in. Okay. Um, I'm not sure of my rating yet. So if someone else wants to go, uh, I'm pretty much unsure too because. I gave the match a five. I'm still confused on the ending. Yeah, I was like, can you repeat the ending again? I was confused too. I was. From which part did you get confused? I mean, right up in the match when the, the confetti turns yeah, from yeah. red, the red, yellow. Just, just, red. just do, the, do the do the finish, and continue from there. Uh, they they trade. They brawl and trade blows. Some spot including Cena putting Omega in the SCFU. Boston Crab by Omega. John Cena doing a jackhammer off the second rope. The final sequence has Omega going for a one-wing angel, but Cena slips out of it and encounters it with an AA for the win. The end of the match, the chamber is lifted and confetti starts to fall from the ceiling. It's white and blue confetti uh, as Cena is given his title. Cena sits in the middle of the ring as he looks at it and uh, looks up at the crowd. He stands up and holds his title on the top rope. Then confetti keeps falling, but it changes from uh, blue and white, which I think I said red and blue, blue and white, to having some red in it, and then eventually it all turned red. Uh, then the lights go out, and then a red spotlight remains on John Cena, like a spotlight. And then when the lights come back on, Cena's surrounded by Rollins, Sky, and Sting with Black standing in front. And the lights go back out and they are gone and Cena's covered in a bloodbath. bath. 
Okay. So Sting is in the brood now. Sting is, uh, yes. There's it, it. It'll it would get explained later that Black possessed him. Yeah, he pos- yeah he possessed him. That's that's all right. Five five. How he gets people in the brood. Five. Because I think that's a logical logical step for Alistair Black. John Cena prevailed. Time to move on. Five. This was your best match, by the way. Thanks. By a lot. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, I think literally, um, the pay per view. If you didn't have the two comedy matches in the beginning, I think the first comedy match was cool. Second one was was, was kind of weak. But the the the, the pay per view <laughs> after that has been. I mean, I'm just being real. Like the first, like the first match was good. Second match was weak. It wasn't. And then every match after that has been good, in my opinion. Like it's been great. And this one, this one, like I said, it literally progresses. It goes from like to me. Cause I think I put. Yeah, 4.5, 4, 4.75. And then this was a five to me. So the rest of the review was fire. I just think if you didn't have those two matches in the beginning, you you probably had the best rep review um so far. Yeah. So this it was yeah, it was fire. So I'm giving you a five as well. Um, I was just confused on what happened at the end. That's why I was confused. It was like so I just wanted to know what to give you. But yeah, I'm gonna go with the solid five. I didn't know that's oh, how yeah. you possessed you, whatever. So I was confused on what that meant. Okay, I just had one quick question. Okay. So, you said that the people in the pod, it's a mystery, right? Right. I'm assuming when we get to the actual match, we can see them in the pods. No, no it's going to be shade, It's going to be black. Yeah, there's a ref, like a kind of like sunglass shade, you know, yeah, like a mirror, okay. one way I must mirror. Have, I must have missed that part. Yeah. I just assumed it. I don't remember yeah, saying it. Yeah, it's a one way mirror. I, I did say it. I actually wrote it out, but there's it's a one way mirror that it's reflected on the outside. Nobody can see in, but they can see out. So we don't know who that is. That way, when it opens and Kevin Nash comes out, and our, I mean, fucking RVD, which no one was expecting that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wanted to keep the suspense. Uh, you know, who's coming out next? I didn't get a rumble. So I was waiting for Prime with this. I like that. So I'm going to give you a 4.9. The only thing keeping you from a five is the fact that Kevin Nash lost to a belly in the back suplex. Uh, he lost to an AA. No, you said belly Wait, in the back no, suplex. See. I may have. Because I remember that. Oh, yeah, belly back suplex. I think yeah, I, I thought about doing it as AA, but I'm like, can can John Cena pick up Nash that way? Yeah, he picked yeah. up the fucking big show. <laughs> right, I I couldn't. I was like in my mind, I'm like Nash is like a thousand feet tall. Like so is the big show. He's big show. He's big show. It's all right. I needed to say that Not last AA for the he's final. A-A he's even a a few people at the same time. I think it's like three people. He's I think yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he's AA Great Holly. I I yeah, just yeah, I didn't want to. I I didn't want to. Either way, I didn't want to do. I want to do something a little bit different, but that's fine. Yeah, that's so what did I say? Four point nine. I'll take. I'll take that. Yeah, you gave four point nine. Yeah, and that's also why I had Black win earlier, was because I like that vehicle of Black winning. Because I could have thought, you know, I was thinking it's like logically Black should lose, but I'm like yeah. giving it. Like I was trying to think of a reason why Black would not lose, and because I, I, I really thought that 
I don't know. And then I finally came up with it. That was racking my brain. You know what? I'll retroactively give you an extra 25 cents for your your Aleister Black match. I, I don't remember that. what I gave you to begin with, but give him an extra 25 cents. You give him a 4.9, so you give him a, so you give him a dollar. Or no, the, the no, for the, no the, for the Aleister Black match. The Aleister Black and Sting. I think I gave him like a 3.5, bump it up to a 3.75. What number on your card? Okay. Yeah, I don't even know what, which one that was. Uh, so that was you, you, five. That would have been number five. You gave him a three then. So, or no, that would have been yeah number five because I had six matches. Yeah, so that's the case. Then yeah, you um, you got him a three. So they gave him a three there. originally, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, make it a three point. Make it a three point five. You were willing to give him three point seven five just ten seconds ago. Well, I thought I gave him a higher to begin You're a with. Dick. I thought I gave him higher to begin with. You're a dick. <laughs> like three point seven five or seven five sounds fine, but if I only gave him a three, uh, but that's fine. I think I I definitely I tried to have fun with the beginning, and I was trying to really fill out my card. I understand that there was two comedy matches, but I'm like, I got these like these people. You know, they've they've done shit on my other cards. I need to do something. So let's throw them and give them payday. But yeah, I give you. I also do. didn't want to have. I or, also didn't want to have five matches again. I was trying to reach for that six. Or you could just pay them. Uh, well, they get paid. They get their their downside guarantee. But to get paid, paid, you got to get a WrestleMania payday. Don't you? Don't you own the company? I do. Can't well, you do whatever the fuck you want? It's it's billionaire Ted's company. Like we've got to shit get make sure everybody gets a match on WrestleMania so they can get that WrestleMania payday. To sacrifice the product to put on shitty matches to make sure everybody gets paid is dumb. Just pay them anyway. They don't have to be on a match. No, that's that's just not how the contracts work. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. You can pay them whenever you want. I wanted, I wanted to give them something to do on the paper. I, I, don't, I, don't, think I, anybody, I don't think anybody's suing you for paying. I also them. didn't want to leave the gold dust angle. Just I was committing to that somehow. Like I, I, you guys always you say just, you, you, you appreciate commitment. I had to see it through, so I seen it through. You got to see it through. That's what, so I had to do it. Got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> got to see it through, my boy. All right. What so you mean, my boy? Go ahead. Let's hit this last ad and get out of here. Are you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy, followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy Worm, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada, Ray's has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Ray's right now by going to repsports.com, and you can plug in code T1THREE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. It's promo code T13 for 15% off of your next order of better, tastier energy. All right, so uh, that is Book It for this week. That is our final, final Book It verse for our first full Book It verse. Uh, we'll let you know who wins. This Obviously, Twitter can vote still. Um, 
I think that was a good last round. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're gonna good go job, guys. We're going to go ahead and bring you out mm -hmm. of here. I can't wait to see what John rates, rates everything. I think he's going to love my comedy matches. Or he's going to hate them, but I think he's going to love them. No, he'll <laughs> love them. He's going to hate my main event. I was going to say, he's going to hate the rest of your matches, but he's going to love the first two matches. He'll love the first two. going to bring that, that score up, but I, I guess it'll make it even. John, don't don't ruin it for me. I think <laughs> I love you. It's going to um, be the reverse of me and Travis, or me and Travis give you bad first scores, and he's going to give you like fives for those matches, and your last two are going to be like threes, like threes or twos. I'll no take threes on the last matches. That'll that'll be all right. Um. So let's book it. We're going to go ahead and do plugs. Bad guy. You can catch me on um, Bad Guy Spoken Podcast um, on YouTube right now. Uh, Bad Guy Spoken. Uh, if you want to hit me up on anything, so every every social media is Bad Guy Spoken. Um, um, like I said, if you go to Bad Guy Spoken on YouTube, you'll see us. Uh, we try different foods. We play video games on Bad Guy Versus. Um, my brother has a show called The Jukebox on there as well, where he reviews different albums. Um, you can check us out. Uh, one more. You said what? Pizza Connoisseurs. Oh, yeah. Check out the Pizza Connoisseurs as well. Um, it's Brett and Travis's other show. Um, we got a few more other shows we got plans coming as well. Definitely check us out. And um, yeah, get your merch. Bad Guy Spoken merch. T13media.com slash store. Letter T, number one, spell out three. I already did my ads once today. Demone, since Travis won't do his. No. Okay. Uh, I didn't even say I wouldn't do it. I, I didn't even finish the sentence. This motherfucker. <laughs> off me. That's fine, though. No, here. Go. Uh, Primetime Travi T on TikTok and Instagram uh, with two Vs and on Twitter with one V. Check me out. Got a lot of a lot of content coming to the TikTok. Hey, I be tweeting, so follow me on Twitter at DumbMoneyColt, D-A-M-O-N-E-Y, C-O-L-T, like the team, go Colts. Um, I tweet about football, basketball, wrestling, politics, just randomness. I'm actually going to probably pick up my Twitter game here shortly. So uh, I've been trying to. So make sure you follow me, Mike. Oh, my. my <laughs> you can find all the shows. Oh, first you can find me on Twitter, hi-fi underscore Mike. You can find me on TikTok, hi-fi Mike, no underscore. You can find all the shows on the C13 Media Network on our website at C13media.com. Uh, there's also a store up there. You can go buy a shirt. There's and stickers. Pretty cool stickers. I put them on my car. All right. Uh that's book it. See ya.